Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. What could go wrong in commercial property? Everyone wants to know what the worst case scenario is and how you can fix it and how much is really going to cost you to fix it and really how you can be prepared to make less of that mistake and really how you should be proactive and what should you be doing and what kind of action plan. Join me in this podcast and let me share with you what is the worst thing that could happen. Let me run you through some numbers. Let me give you some tips on how to move forward if this has happened to you and let me show you how to prevent it and really Uh, show you what is the next step in commercial property if this was to happen to you. The worst case scenario for commercial property and how to fix them. Now, this is a very trending topical topic on commercial property. If you don't know how to fix commercial property, the mistakes you can make in commercial property adds an extra zero to what you think in residential. So something that will cost you $1,000 in residential costs you $10,000 in commercial. And the reason for that is it's uh, more expensive to get repairs done, more expensive to get tradespeople, takes longer to lease and to regut and put in new tenants, leasing fees, vacancy times, holding costs, all of those adds up, right? So what is the worst thing that could happen in a commercial space? For most people is when your tenant defaults and run away. Uh, this has happened a lot during COVID, not by any fault of anybody's. Uh, the industries that people have predicted uh, that will become uh, really strong performers, people traditionally like education, uh, traditionally like, you know, even you know, like your retail services, not uh, not in sense of your uh, retail shopping, but in terms of retail, like it's in restaurants, cafes, or even like service providers, those things were meant to be strong predictors. Uh, you had childcare, you had things that were meant to be strong, but also had a lot of shutdown medical, even like your dentists uh, had big shutdowns during COVID. And a lot of them have defaulted on their lease. Travel have defaulted on their lease. And then you have things that weren't strong players such as bike shops, fishing shops, tennis shops, um, yoga, Pilates, all of those lifestyle things that media companies, tech companies that weren't the preferred tenants before COVID, all of a sudden during COVID became preferred tenants. Because what happened was during this time, uh, the tenants, uh, these tenants were in-demand tenants because people started to look for lifestyle choices. People wanted work-life balance. Uh, then we had uh, the, the fact that everyone needed to switch online. Everyone needed a digital strategy and so on and so forth, they became stronger clients, right? And they were the ones that was deemed for default, did not. They became stronger. The ones that had no issues defaulted. And we've seen even... Um, firms who are, you know, who, who are in, who have been restaurants, been 20 years defaulted. We have seen travel agents, but we've also seen things that are a little bit odd. We've seen developers who, you know, who basically had everything fall off a cliff when COVID hit and we had a very strong market, right? And their display units, display centers all had to be shut down. Uh, and these people ran out of business. So what is the worst thing that could happen is when your tenant defaults on a lease. But how do you fix it? The way to fix something 
something is really a short answer or a long answer. This is not going to be a great long podcast, but if you want help from this, do reach out to us, helentarrant.com. Drop us a line uh, or email me, helen at unicorn.com.au or pick up my book. Link is in, in the description. But the main important thing to realize, when a tenant goes bust, you have to act immediately. And if you're seeking agents, you're seeking lawyers who want to chase people up, who want to um, go and talk to people and then come back to you two, three, four weeks and who wants to do litigation, this is not your answer. Your answer is not that. What your answer is, is to be proactive and get a new tenant in there. Your number one thing you have to do is to get a new tenant into the premise. And how do you do that? First thing you do is that you get a, you go in, you you either do a physical inspection yourself or someone that you know, trust or an agent, or you do a walkthrough Zoom and you look at what state the property is left in, right? If your tenant is going to go bust, they're not going to strip it out and make good on the property. But, you know, they the stuff they've left behind may be repurposed or there may be a layout that can be, that can be stripped back and left there. There may be plumbing you could save. There may be range hoods. There may be commercial kitchens. There may be outdoor dining areas. There may be mezzanine floors. All of those things could be saved and rescued and reused. Although you don't don't know that until you've gone in. Gone in and realized what can be kept, what can't be kept. Do not leave things lying around because old fit outs have a way of dying and diminishing in value and will cost you more to fit it out. So don't do that. Go in, work out what it is needs to be and then work out a plan of attack. Yes, this is going to cost you money. Yes, this is going to cost you money. Yes, absolutely. It is going to require you to do other things to this property to make it tenable. But the number one thing you need to remember is have a plan of attack and have a realistic timeline. So you go in there, you work out what it is, right? And then you work out what's the tenant around there, right? Is there a need now for food? Is there a need now for government services? Is there a need now for, um, you know, retail? Or is it need to be repurposed to a restaurant that used to be a government? Can it be re- repurposed as medical? What can go there and what's needed in the area? If the area is urban and dense, then maybe it is you know, a government kind of service. Maybe it is medical, allied health. Maybe it is um, restaurants and cafes if it's opening back up. Now in Sydney, there's a huge demand for restaurants and cafes because we're opening back up, right? But, you know, uh, yeah, before, during COVID, no one wanted that. So you've got to work, define the demand and then you work out what you're going to do with the premise and how much is it going to cost and how do you minimize the cost. That is not just going to a bill. That's dealing with someone who can actually help help you something like someone with us who is used to repurposing uplifting a property can see it from a mile away what kind of layout works right but those people who are not right i can tell you that what you need to do is then work out a plan do you strip a a a retail shop to bare bones do you strip a cafe to bare bones and try to tenant it and also then i want you to assess the rent and look at the outgoings and look at um, rental incentives because those things are going to attract a tenant and while you're implementing strip out or refurbishments or just simple tidy up like paint lighting flooring fixing up any plumbing issues, making it look nice so that it's, it presents well, then what you need to do is start advertising. And when you put it online, do not just bury the listing. Find someone who's going to be active. Find someone who's going to hit the ground. Find someone who's going to pave, like hit the pavement and, and get you those uh, those potential tenants. So premium listing, that is going to cost you a lot of money. It could cost you three grand or five grand, but you're going to need it if you want to sit on top. Agents who are willing to pound the pavement, have a database, knows exactly the type of tenant you need. You need to 
engage them and they would probably cost you ten to fifteen thousand dollars of the first year's commercial rent to lease it out so that's how it's going to cost you what is going to cost you but it only, you only pay on results remember listings you have to pay for that we only pay for results for the other one now on top of that then we need a timeline so what is it that you need to strip out right so let's talk about that in figures and what it's going to cost you say you buy a million dollar property and it is a retail premise that used to be a restaurant now the tenants went bust you need to repurpose that now that may be a restaurant that may be a retail premise for a government or allied health so one of the things you want to do is you want to see if you can continue on they can be a restaurant if it is it's going to save you money you're going to go in there you're going to see what you're going to need you might need to tidy up do a thorough clean is the most important thing thorough clean get rid of bugs any of those things make sure all of the stuff is working make sure your aircon is working your lights are working get that clean get that sorted so that might cost you let's say a grand to clean it out do all of that you want to put it online for listing that's going to cost you three grand that's you're out of pocket four grand now right but you want to get on onto the market as soon as you clean photos up there as much as possible then the next thing is going to work out what else you need to do right you're going to make a plan of if you need to strip it out how much it's going to cost and if you're going to make it one shop into two how much that's going to cost you're going to work out the back strategy and give it to an agent and then you're going to incentivize it it's going to be 10 percent of the of the cost of list of of to 15% plus GST for tenanting it out. So that could be anywhere. So if you want to tenant it out, if you're in Sydney, it's going to be, you know, five to 6% in terms of yield. So it's 50 to 60,000. So let's call it 60,000 on a million dollar property. It's going to be six to 10 grand in terms of the cost of listing it, if it out. So it's be 14 grand for you to put a new tenant in there, right? But on top of that, most tenants are going to want a leasing incentive and something's done. Three months rent free plus, you know, bits and pieces of incentives if they want to change things, add things, at their you know painted at their own thing so let's say that you need to give them three months rent free on sixty thousand dollars uh that's roughly about 15k plus you know an extra five grand of incentives just to be sort of uh all, all inclusive plus some lease costs and everything else so you've got twenty thousand dollars um ten thousand for to the well ten thousand to the agent uh, and also probably four grand for listing so you've got it's going to cost you about thirty five thousand dollars in terms of uh, incentives rent free period and all of that in actual you know value uh, whether that's really true or not because remember while you're giving the tenant three months rent free, your mortgage is not going to be, you know, five grand a month, right? Because on a million dollars, it's probably going to be three or four grand a month. So because you're only taking a 65% loan, so 650,000. So that's the difference. But the value of it is going to be 35K, right? If you had to strip out that property and put in uh, sort of bare walls, bare shelves and everything else, a strip out could cost you between twenty to $30,000. So anytime you're looking at this scenario, it's a $50,000 play right it's a fifty thousand dollars how do you get that back you get that back by the end value right if you can increase your rent by stripping it out and putting uh new fit outs or a new tenant in with a different fit out at a slightly higher rent so say that you stripped it out and do all this stuff and instead of getting a sixty thousand dollar net rent you got a 62 63 or even a a um $65,000 yeah you are now increasing the value on the back end of that once the property is tenanted you are going to get that value back yes you have to come up with the money but that is a way to not be totally at a loss when you lose a tenant is to find clever ways to reposition repurpose and or know an action plan and time is of the essence every single month you waste every single month that you are defaulting like you you are just sitting there and you're you're letting the tenant default on the lease or that every single month you're not chasing after the tenant or actively looking or chasing and hounding an agent you are losing money and every month that loss for you 
is the cost of maintenance in terms of your outgoings plus uh, your uh, plus what you actually pay in terms of the mortgage. So let's say your maintenance is ten grand a year, then each month is going to be a bit a bit under thousand dollars. Plus your mortgage might be three or four, so it's going to be four grand a month every time you hold it, plus the loss of income, right? So what does it cost you? Every month it costs you on a million dollars from anywhere from three to five grand in terms of um, out of pocket. Every uh, and you know, cash flow wise, is probably costing you. Um, you're probably missing out on anywhere from three, uh, probably about like say two to three grand in cash flow on a million dollar property in this market, even if it's yielding about six percent. And also, uh, if you decide not to spend the money, which is to market it listed pay an agent and also refurb which will bring it back to a bare minimum which might cost you four grand uh then you are actually then continue to lose that out because remember if you spend the four grand and got a tenant one month earlier you're actually saving yourself three to five grand a month so you've got to do the math so really the worst case scenario for commercial property is if you lose a tenant you're inactive and you sit around and let that happen for three six nine months so you lose you're compounding your loss but if you are active you have a plan you have someone to be able to coach you through it someone who can help you strip out and do what you do uh, in terms of do what they do to bring it back to life again rejuvenate and you can hound the agents to get you a tenant or you can put the property in the best light even though it might be not in the best light when you when you when the tenant left it then you are actually saving yourself money in the long run it's short-term pain for long-term gain but the sooner you can get on top of a bad tenancy the better you are going to be, right? It's not like a structural issue or a council issue or a health issue. A bad tenant, you just got to write it off, move on. You'll pick up the gains at the back end, but only if you tenant the property. If you don't tenant the property, you are going to continuously make a loss. So get active, get proactive, be on top of it. Reach out to us if you need a hand, hand holding, need advice or anything like that. Helen at unicorn.com.au, Unicorn Commercial Property. Let us help you build a cash flow rich portfolio through commercial property. We can weather and go through anything you need in your commercial property because we've literally seen it all for thousands and thousands of cases on commercial property around Australia. So we're the experts. Come and join us and I'll see you in the next podcast where hopefully we'll bring you some more up lifting topics on commercial property you've been listening to commercial property investor show tune into the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property